This is Tony Cole from Sketch of Soul Studios, and you are experiencing Poppet's Corner. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to a brand new episode of Poppet's Corner. And of course, welcoming back on the show. I need to stop kind of doing this. You all know him. Mr. Shannon Fry is joining. What's going on, Shannon? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing excellent, my friend. I I uh, I want to have some fun here, if you don't mind. Yeah, let's uh, do it. And uh, we were talking off the air about like some, some funny touring stories. I'm trying to save... Uh, a couple of mine, and hopefully we can sh- just share some fun stories and and have a laugh um, about some stupid shit that is the music business, you know that happens there. So, if, if you're down, um, I would love to just get on, you know, just to have some fun. So, uh, if you're ready, let's get started. All right. So, so we remember how we were talking behind the scenes here. I'm going to paint the picture for everybody. We were talking about. Vegas and the you know different style venues and we so so check this out so we played a venue um, and I believe you mentioned the guy's name offhand was Chops I can't remember his name but he 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 has like his lip is a little swollen kind of that's 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 how I remembered you know he kind of looked like a platypus you know and and whatnot and you know he was a, he was a nice guy he treated us very well I'm not gonna dog them on any of that stuff but we so we played this place right next to what my dad refers to it as as uh behind the green door number two which was like essentially like a gang bang place where like girls would go in there and get banged by like five dudes it was like i don't know how what you would classify that as but vegas is fucking weird and it has places like that, that are like kind of secret off the the beaten path. There, uh, that place what, how, is called that place is called the Green Door, and oh, it's okay. a swingers. It's a swingers club. Is what swingers that is. club. Thank you. That's a nice yeah. way of, of putting it. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so, anyway, so there we played this place. It was like right next to it, it with a venue that held a lot of people, um, but it was off the beaten path in Vegas and. uh so we we pulled up and we were touring with Condition Critical, and so we played. Uh, we walk in the venue, get to meet you know the the promoter and whatnot, and uh, he was showing us around. It's kind of like a I don't know how you explain it, like a a total brick wall, then the stage, and then all this like little area for people to watch you, and then it was almost like a venue meets a store. It was kind of a, a little eclectic, I would say. Anyway, but so we, I specifically needed to use the restroom, right? And so me and 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 my dad both needed to use it, and we were shown, you know, throughout the vicinity. This is where this is. This is where this is. Anyway, so we uh, we first get introduced to this pizza place right next to the venue. I, I it was. You know, if we wanted to get something to eat or something, it was right there. And proceed to go, you know, into the restroom. And typically, from my experience, is anytime I I use the restroom, um, 
the seat isn't warm. <laughs> so so what happened is is they switched the hot and cold water. So in the in the toilet bowl it was actually hot water. It was like a fucking it was nice. It was really nice. <laughs> you know, to sit on this thing. And it was like a nice warm, uh, you know, jacuzzi taking a shit or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> and, and um, so my dad, my, you know, I, so I use the restroom. I'm washing my hands. Dad goes in there and he sits down and he goes, holy shit. <laughs> He goes, have you? He goes, whoa! Have you seen this toilet? I said, yeah, it feels kind of it's super nice, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it feels good when it's water splashes on your asshole when you fucking uh, flush the toilet. You know, I'm, sure I'm not trying to paint a visual here, but <laughs> so so anyway, it was like a nice, you know, like nice, uh, uh. uh you know, one it'd be like one of those douches, you know, like in your. <laughs> I mean, I felt clean after it. And anyway, so sure. <laughs> so we so, um. Anyway, so we used the restroom. We're like, like this is a weird night. This is just how it started, and so we we go in, and we're playing. We uh, you know kind of sound check and whatnot, and. A couple buddies of mine were there. I got to hang out with them, see them. I haven't seen them in ages. And um, it was just nice to reminisce a little bit on... Because he was... My buddy Matt was is doing the uh, the Thrash Mania page. It's like a page on Facebook. And they promote thrash metal bands. And anyway, he's a big supporter of Madras. And he loves the band. Uh, so he's always posting us on there. And, I, and of course, he, he's posted Avenger... A couple times, actually. I think he's tagged you in it. But, uh, yeah. Thre- anyway, regardless of the fact. So, there's not... I always remember people that support us in that fashion. You know, actually post on us. Because it doesn't happen very often. Right? So, the ones that do I tend to, you know, have have them as friends. Right? Anyway, so we're talking. We go on stage. We do our thing. Right? We play the show. We get off stage, and this older couple comes in, and we got to talking, and it turns out the 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 lady is like the aunt or the the sister or whatever of the Maloof brothers. Do you know who the Maloof brothers are? They owned the Sacramento Kings, so they have the the. They literally own the like the Palms Motel Hotel or something. One of the big hotels out there. They like own it. Anyway, so we got <laughs> my dad and I start talking with her, and my dad thinks she's full of, of shit, right? We we get to talking, and she was telling us about her organ collection. This is fucking weird, dude. It's fucking weird. This is all the same night, okay? Behind the green door number two, the bathroom, and this. It all happened in the same fucking... I mean, Vegas is... What happens in Vegas, they, it literally stays in Vegas. Fucking weird. You guys are weirdos. <laughs> so, so she's talking to us about this, uh, you know, uh, about the, her organ collection, which is like a bunch of, you know, not organs as in like body organs, but like pianos, you know, like those church organs and whatnot. 
and she so she invites us to 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 you know at any time or whatever we can we can go up and and stay at the the hotel in this in like the top of the line suite or whatever i don't know what it's called the you know the top floor is always the penthouse there it is pen so my dad's my you know we get to talking or whatever and and this lady's like a millionaire dude you know she she's you know she's not here for the fucking metal show you know she's here to to go next door you know to the behind the green door number two place i'm sure because i saw her walk into it so there's no judgment here that's just what what people are into uh anyway so <laughs> so we get we get to talking and um my dad's my dad and her are are, are talking and whatnot i'm you know, kind of packing up my stuff, and I go to the merch table, grab a Maleficent CD, and I'm like, "Hey, we just played." I know you. I and she, by the way, she liked the band. She was like really like you know she she liked the band. And I'm like, "Hey, I don't have a CD." <laughs> so, so so I handed her a CD. My dad was cracking up after the fact. He's like he's like because <laughs> he didn't believe it was it was real because he he knows the Maloofs. He he recognizes the last name. Sacramento Kings and whatnot, and he gets you know after that whole interaction, you know happened. He he went on his phone and and was like, "Holy shit, that was real!" Like this lady literally has an Oregon collection. She is part of the Maloof family, and then he he proceeds to crack up with me and he goes, "Cause dude, that's so." Fu-. I wonder what she's gonna say when she gets home. And she goes, <laughs> he goes, "Yeah, I saw a a, a a metal show and and you know." And, and uh, you know, the singer hands me handed me a, a fucking thrash metal CD. I'm like, so my dad just cracked up at the fact that a millionaire walks in, likes the band. He didn't believe her or whatever, and and I proceed to this this dipshit kid that I am goes up and hands her a fucking Madras CD. Anyway, I just thought that that's that's my story for Vegas. I always, <laughs> it's fucking weird, dude. I don't know what is in your guys' water. Apparently it's hot. So. <laughs> anyway, that's that's my that's my story for Vegas. So, that's a nice touring story, but what do you what do you got? Do you can you beat that? So there was this club on the south side and it was called Club Rocks. Well, it used to be a strip club. So, on the stage are just tons and tons of mirrors. The sound dude, though, wasn't in front of the stage. He didn't know what the fuck he was even doing. He's on the balcony above the, like, above the stage, right? And the sound was such shit that we had to turn the PA speakers around so we can fucking hear, right? I mean, we did it in a way that they could still hear, but we had to be able to hear, right? Anyway, we get off stage. We, we kicked ass, kicked ass. We get off stage. We were playing with MOD. And if you know, Billy Milano likes to talk, and the guy's a talker, and he's fucking hilarious. Well, anyway, we get off stage, and we go up. We go, As we're getting our stuff on, I look at Billy, and I and the guitarist scott and i was like 
good luck, because the sound up there is shit. Right? Okay, thank you. We got it. We go back. They get the sound down. They're like, yeah, okay, cool. Enough for us to hear. If they can hear, great. So he's talking there about halfway through the set, I would say. And he's talking and talking and talking. And the manager of the club starts walking into the crowd and tells Billy Milano to shut the fuck up and start playing music because that's what they're there for, right? And Billy Milano, now he's pissed. He had a bottle, a full bottle of beer. And he's all, fuck you, motherfucker. And he's shaking the beer and spraying it at the manager. <laughs> then the sound guy starts mouthing off. And he's all, fuck you. You don't even know how to run sound because you're lay the fuck up there. And then the manager, now he's getting pissed. And he's like, that's it. You guys are done. And the dude on upstairs is like, what are you going to I'm going to turn this microphone off right now. And Billy Milano unplugs the microphone. Fucking 120 mile an hour fastball. And throws it at the sound dude. It missed. His aim was bad that night because it hit the wood before it had a chance to fly up. So he shattered the fucking inside of this microphone. The whole thing's fucked up, right? Now's when everything goes crazy. We, everyone's getting kicked out. The management is kicking us out. The security guards are just kicking everyone in the show out. 200 and something people just get the fuck out, get the fuck out. As we're walking out, we're one of the last ones. Because I wanted to see what was happening, right? Just as we're getting outside, here comes all these cop cars, just tons and tons of cop cars. I think there were there were at least 15 SUVs, like the, the small SUVs, because that's what they drive now in Vegas. And then there's the vans. And then there's the, the, the um, oh, what are they called? Like the bigger SUVs. You mean like a touring van or like a, like a suburban no, 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 or fucking like, like a suburban. Yeah. Yeah. Like a suburban. Okay. There were like, there were like five of those and 15 of the smaller SUVs, a couple paddy wagons, the vans, mm -hmm. and about 12 or 13 motorcycle cops. And oh my God, dude, like, it was kind of chaos. It wasn't punches or anything thrown. Like it was just chaos. And there were, I don't know why even they were there. So anyways, as we're leaving, like people are trying to get back into the, to the bar. Well, the Vagos showed up the motorcycle gang, right? Club, not gang club. <clears throat> and one of my friends got punched by one of those dudes because that was their club. They didn't want no one there. And then the cops are like arrested a couple people and oh man, it was just bad, but 
the fact that Billy Milano, and then Billy Milano ended up getting it settled, right? I had to buy a new microphone and, and they were banned from the club, but who cares, right? The club closed down six months after that anyway. <laughs> Dude, so here's a, here's a, a funny story for you. Um, Hopefully I can remember. It's been so long, dude. Um, yeah, let me see if I can let me see if I can pull it out of out of a hat here. So when we were on tour for our first album, Maleficent, this was like, yeah, like I said, this was our first tour. So 2012, summer of 2012, like September, October. So we're in. I want to say like Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma, because we, we played this... I can't remember what the place was called, but it was in, like, Oklahoma City. We played the show. It was a g- great show. And uh, we, you know, we didn't have a place to stay and whatnot. And so... Oh, man, this is this is great. And then I'll, there, there's a couple that I want to tell. And, and I'll tell you a Mexico story, too. Remind me. Rem, remind me. Yeah, remind me. So we're, we're in Oklahoma City... And we're tired as shit, you know, we're we're hungry as shit, that's what it, you do on, on the road, you're tired and hungry, <laughs> you know, and uh, so we, uh, so we play the show, we get invited back to the guy's house and whatnot, well it turns out the, the gentleman has fleas, <laughs> so, oh. so, 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 so some of, so some of the players slept in the house because he had cats and dogs and and whatnot and um well i didn't stay in there because <laughs> i'm like you know what i'm gonna sleep in the van i'm small enough i've you know i can you know i i'd much rather it's 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 nice and warm in the in the van so we're i'm sleeping in there and my my basis at the time was was sleeping in there um I really don't want to name names, but I mean, you guys can figure it out. Anyway, so he went and bought and bought um, these ninety-nine cent top ramen, like cup of noodle things. You know what I mean? Beef and and uh, whatever the beef kind. So where we parked, there was like this right to the side to the right side of the van is this crack and, and full, it's just full of water. It's just full of like sewage water or whatnot. So apparently in the middle of the night, um, somebody went out to go to the restroom and dropped one of the beef and, um, you know, the top ramens or whatever it fell. So it's in the sewer. It's in like essentially a puddle of sewer water we're all, it's middle of the night, we're sleeping in the van, and it fucking reeks. It, I mean, it fucking reeks, dude. It's brutal. So we're sleeping, anyway, come to find out, morning comes, and we're like, what the fuck is that smell? And we look down, and we're like, holy shit, and that the water is just, I mean, it's brown as shit. Literally, brown as fucking shit. So... Yeah, I I'll, I'll always remember that smell, and, and every time I see a br- the beef top ramen, I think of that story. 
And that was in Oklahoma City. Just a fun one for you. So that's my short one. And then, so do you want to hear the Mexico story? Okay. It, this is a good one. This is a good one. I have a couple I can tell, actually. Which which one would you would you prefer? Would you prefer the? You know what? I'm just I'm gonna pick it. I'm just gonna pick it, anyways. So okay, so we <laughs> let, let, we're gonna go to the second time because the first time is very vulgar. It's very like, <laughs> you know, I might get not arrested, but I might you know turn some heads away. <laughs> So, you know, they always say what happens I'm on the sure road. I'm sure I already did. I'm yeah. sure I already did. Yeah, I don't know why you're still on the show either. But <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm not sure why you haven't left as far as any of these fucking stories. But so, okay, so the, 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 we're going to go to the, the second time. So we get invited to Mexicali. My dad had never been there before. I had been there. My dad had never been there. He was all nervous, and so it's it's us four and my dad. It's five, the five of us, essentially, and one of uh, a guitar player and his parents. So it's like seven people or whatnot. But we, but us five are traveling together, and then they they meet us later on. So we we get to the venue, and we didn't have a ba- we didn't really have a bass player at the time. We were in between bass players, so you know. Thankfully, we had played um, that that same kind of club years earlier um, on our first tour, and and our guitar player our, uh, Nick Odie was actually in the crowd, and and he we asked him kindly to you know if he wanted to fill in on bass, you know what I mean? And he was nice enough to do that for us, so we could have a full sound lineup. Anyway, so we we get to the venue and it's fucking hot, dude. We you know we're we we just get to the border, we we get into like a taxi cab, the five of us with all our equipment and one compact fucking like Honda Civic. My dad's freaking out. We don't speak fucking Spanish. The only one that does is my drummer Caesar. Thankfully, he and uh, so we we give him the 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 venue name and whatnot on where we're going. The, the driver has no idea where this fucking place is. So we're freaking out. And we, we, you know, we're going in circles and, and so we get to the venue. It's hot as shit. Um, get inside the venue. It's even hotter. <laughs> so it's just a, a, a bad situation all around in terms of heat. And, and there's like nobody there. We're playing at like two o'clock in the morning because that's what you do out in Mexico. Like the headliner doesn't go on till ten o'clock at night, and that's when all the people show up. Because mind you, nobody is. You know, there's not a lot of bands that come through either that part of Mexico or or Mexico in general. So when there's a metal band and you're into metal, you're fucking there. It doesn't matter what the band is. It doesn't matter what the band sounds like. If it's metal, they look you up. It's over, right? We didn't know this. So, get in the venue. We're, you know, mind you, we only brought our guitars. We can't bring amps or and, or whatever. So, they provide the amps, the drums. We're using the other band's equipment. Thank goodness, you know, and thank you guys for, for letting us do that and, and use your equipment. We, uh, we, we play the show and, you know, we're sound checking. 
beforehand, and then all the people start to come in. So it's even hotter now, right? We play the show, and we fucking kicked ass, dude. I mean, there was, there was literally blood on the stage and the, the whole floor from all the moshing. And I was also informed, too, that, you know, most people in Mexico, they spend money on the ticket only. Like, they don't have money to spend on merch. And so we, I, I should say, had the foresight just to bring a lot of merch because I was going to hand it out anyways. You know, how often do I get to play Mexico? Not very often. So I'm handing it to, to you know, the, 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 the audience and whatnot. And I'm like a rock star, dude. I literally played, got off stage, it literally did, didn't even have my shirt on. Because usually, you know, I play without a shirt. I'm sweaty as shit. I get, literally get off stage, immediately bombarded with like 15, f- like, raging metal fans. And they're, they were just like, I'm a, I was like a celebrity. It was mind-blowing. So thank you guys in Mexico. I can't wait to, to get back out there because it will happen. But that's just the whole, the whole culture of Mexico is like they really value their metal, and when you put, perform and and win them over, you're you're you know you're there for life in their minds. So I still get hit up for like those specific shows and by you know people that were there in that audience, and I was signing stuff, taking photos. Yeah, it was this memorable night because I don't get that out here. I'm not treated like a. Uh, you know, a bigger deal or, or somebody of worth of, of value out, out here compared to that specific country. So, yeah, that's my story. It's one of them. Well, that's cool. Yeah, our, my Mexico story is we went down to, to Tijuana to play. Brother Israel Palayo hooked us up, right? Man, so, and it was us. And usurper, and we were we were always close with usurper because it just happened. <laughs> so us and usurper, this band from Ohio. Um, damn it, I don't remember the name. Ah, why does this happen? Anyway, then there were there were two bands from from Tijuana on the bill. And so we got to use their, their equipment. So us being stupid, not knowing just basic international law, <laughs> we go across the border with bullet belts. Yay. Right? Holy <laughs> shit. So we play the show, dude. We're kicking back before the show, and Israel brings us a bottle of Jack Daniels. Oh, shit. Wrong mistake, right? On our part. (laughs) Myself and Mark, the guitarist in Avenger, who wasn't playing that night because he had a broken hand. And this is right when the changeover happened from Nathan to Eric or to, to Mark. And the day we hired Mark, Mark got in an accident and broke his hand. So this is like three weeks later. So we we were playing as a trio. One of the three times we ever did it. Anyways, um, 
we played the show. I was pissed off. We went backstage and arguing, and I was fucking throwing symbols at them, at my bandmates. <laughs> and I was so fucking drunk. Myself and Mark and Dan were the ones just downing the shit before we even hit. So Dan was way more trash than I was by the time Usurper hit the stage. He's the vocalist for Usurper. Anyways, we get on stage, and part of my drum pedal, one of the screws, drops on stage, and the stage has sections that connect to make one bigger stage. But there were cracks. There were little spaces where they were sit next to each other. And one of my fucking screws went into one of those spaces. So I'm like, mother fuck, right? And I'm trying to hook the drum pedal up. And I'm so drunk that I couldn't even hook the pedal up, right? <laughs> and Sean and Eric are doing the sound check. Well, what the fuck about me, right? Hold the fuck on. Right, I was pissed, right? Somebody comes up and asks me if I needed help. I was like, no, I got it. Fuck off, right? I got it. Just let me do it. Ten minutes later, I get my drum pedal on. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Like, sit down. And because it's not my drum set and the way I would set my stuff up, it was a little harder for me to play. Right, and there was an eight-inch tom, and then a fourteen or something. It like went dinky to low to lower, and it was like, oh, oh, and it's only a five-piece. So I'm like, shit, shit, right? Because I don't think that way. I think like my drums. Anyways, anyways, we get off stage. We're arguing backstage, as I explained, through symbols, and we were arguing, and I wanted to punch everyone and fucking whatever, <laughs> whatever. And, and I don't even remember what was said, dude. It, just, it was just bizarre, crazy, and insanity, and I lost my fucking mind because they pissed me off. Anyway, we miss Usurper because we're our backstage arguing. We get out. We got things cooled down. Everything's cool, whatever, whatever, right? We're on our way back to the hotel. And there's a cop. Oh, shit. Right? Of course. Nevada license plates. Four long-haired, well, three long-haired dudes and a bald dude in a car. Right? Oh, my God. There's no one else out. No other cars are driving around. And if there are, there's like four or five. You know, it's like not, not busy at all in this area for some reason. So we get pulled over. Right? Oh, my God, dude. They start searching our stuff, and they take Eric, who was driving, and arrest him for DUI, who wasn't even drinking. Or maybe he was, but didn't even matter, dude. Right? He was fine. Then they arrest me because I have bullet belt. Now they're going to charge me and Eric for the bullet belt and him with DUI. And I'm trying to explain to the dude, look, they're blank. They're not real. It's like a prop. They're not real. And he's like, to Eric and Sean. And we're like, okay. 
We'll tell you what, if you could say a sentence in Spanish, we'll let you guys go. But if you can't, then we have to charge you to let you go. So they were like, okay. Well, none of us spoke Spanish. None of us <laughs> knew a fucking sentence, dude. Donde biblioteca? <laughs> Mark, Mark is is Spanish and Mexican, but he doesn't know how to and and French and German and other things too. But Mark, his last name is Flores. That's Latin as it gets, you know. Um, he doesn't know how to speak Spanish. They don't, so they charge us two hundred and fifty dollars to let us go, right? And all we have is like 350 total, right? Luckily, Mark had some stashed or something. So we had enough for gas and food to get home. So, but then, right, okay, they decide, okay, you're, we're going to let you go. I'm in handcuffs. Eric's in handcuffs, right? And they were like, okay, just sit here. And then uh, there'll be another cop coming. I'm like, okay, so this ain't making sense. Right. And I'm like, well, we can go then. Right. He's like, yeah, you could go. I'm like, okay, well, can you undo these handcuffs? And he's like, I don't have the key. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> I'm going to get shot, dude. That's what <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm going to get fucking murdered, dude, right here in Tijuana because I have a shaved head of bullets. Now they think I'm a Nazi, probably, you know, because I'm thinking more like what I've already experienced. And it's like, <laughs> You know, oh, I don't have the key. Well, well, who does? <laughs> right? That's what I asked. Well, who does? He's like, well, don't ask questions. But there's another cop coming, another policeman coming, and he'll, he has the key. He'll take it off. And I'm like, okay. And luckily, just at that time, another cop pulls up. And he's like, okay. And he gets out the key, and he undoes it. And I'm like, oh, man. He's like, okay. You guys can go. Do you know where you're going? No. <laughs> right? He's okay. Just follow us and we'll we'll guide you there. <laughs> they so escorted you an, out of Mexico? A, no, no. We got an escort to the hotel. That's fucking awesome. In Tijuana, dude. Yeah. Big time hot shots. <laughs> Man. Well, who, who knew all you needed to, to do was get arrested in Mexico for, for a police escort? <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Well, that's 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 a good place to stop, don't you think? Tell some fun stories. We'll, we we should we'll do this again. I have plenty more that I I'll, I'll have to write down. This is just on the spot shit here, so I'll have to. All right. The let's we'll save it. Let's save it. Let's let's do a little tease. We'll do like a part two relatively soon. So, so all righty, guys. Well, thanks everyone for for tuning in, and uh, you know, for Shannon Fry and myself. Obviously, you can go uh, support us any way you please. Uh, you know, Facebook, Bandcamp, whatever it is. The links, Vendor Blood Madrost, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. And uh, for another episode of Poppet's Corner, we're out of here, guys. Cheers.